0: It's me, Me, Sister Endika, your homegirl homegirl. for life, and you're listening to To Joy Bomb. Thank you for joining me today on Joy Bomb. This is episode 263, and I will say I have a feeling that this will become one of the all-time best episodes ever uh, in Joy Bomb history. I am joined today not only by your favorite guest, Big Mel, but I'm also joined by Big Kel Kelly, our friend from high school, who is uh, who is by far crazier and wackier than both of us combined. So, uh, yes. so I'm very excited to have you both on. But first of all, say hello. I want to say hello to Big Mel. Big Mel, how the hell have you been doing? And welcome back to Joy Bomb. It's been forever.
1: I'm so I'm so ecstatic that joy bomb is back. I'd be part of the bomb squad again. And I've just been running. All, I've been running loose everywhere. I got home from, from Canada lit early this morning at 1am, got some sleep. Um, I was excited to do the show. And that's it. I've, I've just been it's back in my work, work travel season and going around Canada. And I'm I'm moving, moving to a new apartment on Tuesday. That's, That's big that's big news. So I'm just happy to reconnect with you guys and have a good gap fest because the next couple days are not going to be
0: fun. Big Mel, big news. Mm Mm-hmm. Big action. And and uh Kelly, welcome to Joy Bomb. I cannot believe I haven't had you on sooner. How the hell are you?
2: I'm doing good.
0: (laughs) Are you scared? Yes. You're terrified? <laughs> <laughs> I am not
2: good with public
0: speaking. You're not so public speaking. Kind of,
2: you're, you're not public speaking. I, I know. It's just having it's a
1: phone weird. conversation with two <laughs> with two old friends. Can, can we still call you Gothic Kelly? <laughs> yes, you can. For, I've always called, just me, you've always, in my heart, she's just Gothic Kelly.
0: She's Gothic Kelly, and I can never see Aquafina water bottles or Aquafina water Or saltine crackers and not think of uh, gothic Kelly.
2: Well, if you would have had my mom's cooking, that's all you would have ate too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, before we dive into, I have quite a list prepared. In this list, in fact, I was waking up in the middle of the night because my neighbors were being really annoying and blasting music. So I was like half awake, half asleep until like four in the morning. But I would like doze off, and then I would wake up. I'm like, "Oh my god, I got to put this on the list." And I'd doze off. I wake up and go, "No, I got to put this on the list too." So I'm like at four in the morning typing on my phone, like, "I got to make sure to talk about this. Make sure to talk about that." So as you can see, which I've never done before, that's how excited I am about this particular episode. So um, before we dive into all of that, I just do want a little bit of housekeeping, which is to let everyone know. That uh, season two of Blazed All Our Lives uh, is currently in production. The production is going really well. I'm pretty much halfway done with the recording process so far. So I'm so excited to get this wrapped up fairly quickly. We'll probably be done doing all production sometime in the maybe before Halloween because I'm going to be moving as well. So I want to get everything done as soon as possible. And I always plan to release season two of Blazed on April 20th, 2020. But because I'm, such, I'm so ahead of schedule and things are coming out so good, I think I'll actually release it um, a bit earlier than that. So I wanted to ask you, Big Mel, you were recently, like you said, on a Canadian business trip and you were binging season one of Blazed All Our Lives. I wanted to ask you, what did you think of it?
1: I have the final the, the season finale episode to go.
0: Oh my god. But I'm if very you, it's a cliffhanger.
1: It's a cliffhanger, but I'm I'm loving it. I love Pandora's voice. I love the voice of her mother, who I thought was the comedian Devin Green, but is not.
0: It's my friend I, I, that's Iva Turner.
1: I love Ivy Turner's voice. And I, I really I'm really enjoying the uh the storyline with uh, the lady who gets taken out of the jail.
0: Joanne Michaels.
1: Yes, she's taken out of the jail and she, I feel like she goes to like a hoarder's house where they hold her in some shed or in the basement in the beginning. Yes,
0: yep, her aunt and that, uncle's farm.
1: That made me think about somebody that you know or you used to know whose mother was a hoarder.
0: That was actually based on that farmhouse that was right by I our high it. school. I knew it. It was based on that, so a very keen eye or ear.
1: Yep, I caught that. And so, um, and now she's been brainwashed by the Russian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, I, I love when there's any type of, like, you could find a way to mix some element of a hoarder and a brainwashing into a storyline. I think well done.
0: Well, good. I'm glad I'm checking all the boxes for you. Um, (laughs) so that's my housekeeping. Now let's get down to business. So before we, or actually the first thing I really want to talk about is kind of how we all met because I very, very clearly remember how Big Mel and I started hanging out. But I do not remember clearly how Kelly came into my life. I feel like you were just always there, even though you weren't. It's just like you, weren't, you were not in my life, and then you were a big part of my life. So I want to ask you, Kelly, how did we start hanging out together?
2: Um, I think me and Mel started hanging out first because we were on the same school bus with the That's right. very long ride to school.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: lived out. We were country kids. We lived we lived deep in the country, and Kelly and I both transferred to our, our high school at the same time from new schools. So we were not only country kids, but we were both new kids, and we rode we rode a bu- bus with a lot of sociopaths, and it took a while to get anywhere.
2: Yeah, I think from my house it was a forty-five minute ride to school. So when I started driving, I used to pick up Mel, and we would ride together to avoid that forty-five minute ride to school.
0: <laughs> Which yes. I I later eventually moved to that area and started riding that bus too. So I yes, I remember how sociopathic and long that bus ride was. So do you re- do you remember the first time we actually uh, hung out? Because you're like you have a mind like a steel trap. It is not drug addled like mine is. So I'm, re- I'm relying on, any, on you heavily to fill in the blanks.
2: Actually, I believe I just sat with you at lunch one day and I'm not even sure if Mel was there or if I just sat at your table and we started talking and I Couldn't. believe that was the first time I met you. I, like, I can't remember if Mel was there, but I know I sat at your lunch table and that's when I met you and I loved you ever since.
1: Oh, it was definitely 10th grade. Because I was going to say, was it 10th grade or
0: 11th? Him. I wasn't sure because
1: I met you in 10th grade. You I met me in since ninth, but you two never had classes together up until near the end of high school.
2: Right. I think we didn't have any classes together till senior year when we were all in drama together.
0: We were in government too, weren't we? Were you in our government class? Was that senior? Uh-huh. year? or is that junior I year?
2: I don't think she was
0: because I was in was I was in government with, you Ru- and I with Ryan. In- so I felt like I thought, I thought you were there too. Maybe you weren't. It was drama then. That's where it was. It was
1: drama. It was drama. Yep. Oh God. <laughs> but we, we must have all come together in 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 the lunchroom, because you know, as stressful as a high school lunch, lunch cafeteria can be, you have to find somewhere to sit and someone that that you can that's not going to pick on you. It was very right. much like like that show Freaks and Geeks.
0: I never saw Freaks and Geeks, but I lived it. We all lived it. <laughs> because... We
1: lived. We lived it. That show was also set in a Detroit suburb. Oh wow! It's set in it's set in the late '70s. Oh wow! So, but it's you got your freaks and your geeks, and I do feel like uh, all of us together was a, a good combination of freaks and geeks together.
0: Well, I think one thing that we all had in common were that none of us fit in, none, and, and none of us were trying to fit in. And we didn't give a shit about fitting in. And Kelly, especially, like, I had my legend as being, like, the only real openly gay student. Like, that was my, you know, freakish badge. So that was my legend and my gay lore. Uh, But Kelly, (laughs) gay lore. (laughs) Kelly had her own gothic lore. And uh, you were insane in high school. You were absolutely crazy in high school. What, were you just bored with those people and just wanted to terrorize them?
2: From my first day of school, on the school bus, I decided that I didn't like anyone in that school. (laughs) Because, well, there was a a guy that was talking about having sex with his sister over the summer. And all the other guys were cheering him on. I know. I I do, too. I I know, know too. And I was just like, what kind of backwards redneck people are these? So I was afraid of everyone. I didn't really talk to anyone. There was a few girls I talked to and sat with at lunch, but we weren't, you know, we were friends, but we didn't really ever hang out after school or talk after school or anything like that. But it was, I was just kind of afraid of the people because they were all like crazy redneck. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be myself and do what I want to do and not give a shit about these people because they're all crazy. And then I started meeting other people that were almost as crazy as me. <laughs>
1: did you, did you ever once think, think, like say to your parents, why the hell did you move us out here?
2: What, what did you do this for? <laughs> well, the reason why we moved out there is because they worked at auto Alliance with another couple who worked at auto Alliance and their kids Lived on Shinabar, and the, those parents talked my parents into moving out there.
0: And damn them! Well, oh. actually, no, not damn so them. I didn't
2: know the not, kids. Not damn them.
1: <laughs> not damn them, because where, where we the, where we lived, we were outside Monroe County, but like we were in the outskirts of it, near a lot of farms. As I lived on one, but then you got you had a lot of trailer parks and a lot of just uh, you had a lot of scuzzy people scattered around, and we we got the 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 joy of being transported to school with all of them.
0: Well, and, yes. and and there were a lot of beach communities like these little neighborhoods that were these little beach communities that lined the shores of Lake Erie. So there was a certain kind of p- person that was like living on the water. It wasn't like classy. It was usually like just trash. <laughs> and I had the privilege of living in probably the worst beach enclave of all of them it was yes you the, the worst
1: most, and the most isolated
0: isolated backwoods creepy crazy the people the person she was talking about that kelly mentioned was having sex with the sister lived on my beach if i'm thinking of the same person the correct person made my life a living hell so this, one I, of the th- people there's
1: probably you know what there's probably more than one but I think the one she just she's referring to he lived near the beach but not on it
0: okay then it was, was the trailer park oh there was someone yes. else okay yes there was a tra- there's lots of trailer parks nearby so like this was just the people that live on those beach in those beach communities are just the bottom of the barrel it was just awful and honestly I look back like I mean because I visit I visit you know every now and again over I have over the years you know going back to see family and stuff like that I do not understand what possessed me to be openly gay in the mid '90s in that particular area on that particular beach, because very brave. Because I, if were I very brave. Well, if I were to move there as an adult now, I wouldn't be openly gay. <laughs> I mean, I would. I would just like keep to myself. I. I would never like. I don't. I do not understand what possessed me because it, in retrospect, was so unbelievably dangerous.
2: It was. I mean, just the people that we went to school with. It was
0: dangerous.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I had football players that would push me in the hallway and call me a freak because of the way I dressed. And I couldn't imagine just the stuff that you had to deal with just for being openly gay, just for being yourself.
0: Well, you got who got harassed for being openly goth. And there, there was. I remember one incident that is like probably my most infamous memory of you in high school. Is at some point you threw a dead bird into someone's classroom? Is that? Am I remembering this correctly?
2: I actually did not. So um,
0: maybe you were involved doctorate. in it. Where, where
2: Matt, Matt had the dead bird. It was like a pheasant head in a plastic bag. <laughs> that guy. So I went to the school store and I got some rubber gloves and. <gasps> Lisa actually took the bird head and threw it into Mrs. Hample's room because I was like, hey, someone should do this. And she's like, oh, I'll do it. And she volunteered to do it. So, I mean, I got blamed for all the – and then everyone started bringing in dead animal parts to school and throwing them in this classroom for on my behalf. And I kept going to the office, and I'm like, I didn't do any of this. I never even touched a dead animal. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: I will say that you definitely had that role, As like, you know, if I were to compare you and Big Mel as, you know, the angel or the devil on your shoulder, Big Mel, even though she's very laissez-faire about everything, like, you know, do whatever you want. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. There are some cases where she'd be like, you know, I don't know, like maybe some little bit of voice of reason, but you are absolutely the devil that was like, no, do it, fucking do it. Every, like, you definitely had that. But I don't think it was, I think what, the, what service you provided, maybe wasn't co- conscious and maybe something that could only be seen in retrospect, is you gave permission for people to be liberated, you know? Yes. So I don't necessarily think it's like you were like a, it was a malicious thing. I think it's almost like you, you provided space for people to just, to be the, be, to, to follow what they actually want to do. Their own inst their own baser instincts, which I think is very valuable.
2: Yeah, because when I was in eleventh uh, grade, there was like a whole following of freshmen that all converted to Goth and were my little followers. It was so cute.
0: And I and I sold my soul to you too.
2: Yes, you did. I had I had a whole list of souls. That I <laughs> a whole
1: bank account of souls. And these little kids were a little. they were a little dog collars. They were so cute. Oh God! Kelly had like you had dog collar then you were then you wore like a big lock around your neck, you, then you dyed your hair like a forest green color with the, and you wore like a you tied
2: like a like a like a yarn bow on top of your head. That was just for <laughs> school pictures because my mother said I had to look nice and she insisted I had to look nice and she didn't like the padlock on my neck, so I put a bow in my hair to ha- make her happy. <laughs>
1: Looked great, and I still and I have a picture of it in my photo album. And my mother would always be like, "What is that girl wearing today?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm digitalizing all my actual photographs. So I, we were going through all of our photos and going, "Oh, this is blurry, and I don't remember who that person is. Throw it out." Or, "Oh, this is we have to make sure because we're gonna get it digitalized." So I came across Kelly's high school photo. <laughs> Not the one you're talking about, but the one where you're wearing the, the short skirt and like the the stockings. The senior picture.
2: Yeah. Oh, my slutty senior picture. Yep. Your hooker <laughs> picture.
1: With the, with the knee you're wearing the knee highs and like you're you're on like a stool. hmm Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you were and you're wearing a cheetah print skirt.
2: Yes, my parents just loved that senior picture. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought, she lo- I thought it looked really good.
0: And I love in mine, I was wearing Big Mel's uh, shirt she got from Penny Pinchers. It was this orange, uh, like 70s shirt with these little cowboy prints all over it, these scenes of cowboys. And, and I was also wearing a pentacle. Yes. And with my dyed black hair and drawn on eyebrows. <laughs> Which, you know what, had I not known you, Kelly, I probably would not have felt liberated enough to do that. (laughs) Well, I'm
2: glad I brought that to you.
0: (laughs) You did bring that to me. So um, like I was saying, like last night, I just, all these memories kept flooding back to me that I had suppressed, perhaps forgotten, but all these things started coming back to me. And one of the things that came back to me was that I had never been on the internet until I knew you like your, your computer was the very first time I ever went into like a chat room.
1: Same here. My parents didn't get the internet until a computer until like the year 2002. So to, to be able to get on the internet in the late nineties, when everyone was getting it, it was crazy because I had no idea what these things were like a chat, like a chat room and email and this is in the days before the internet was really like, censored. Before like, corporations bought into it, and like it, it's not the way the internet we know now is so much different than
0: it was. The Wild West.
1: You, you could find anything, anything you wanted. And I remember we would stay in chat rooms and harass people. It was just like, by that time, you couldn't prank people on the phone anymore because people would, you know hit star 69, or they would have a, these, like, they caller ID that ruined everything, but you had a chat room, no one could trace you, and you could just bother people. It was like early trolling.
0: Kelly, you're like the OG troll.
2: You are the OG <laughs> troll, Kelly. Yeah, and that computer that was in my hall closet, we would the all gather in the hallway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in
1: the hallway, we, we'd get on a porno chat room. <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah, I remember um Mel some of the bizarre things you would say to people in those chat rooms. You'd be like, put on a clown wig.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what
2: I said. It was just like the most off-the-wall stuff like requests that you would make of these guys and they're like, okay, I'll do it.
1: (laughs) What are you doing? Like, I'm not telling you. You tell me what you're doing first.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I think the first time I like actually chatted with a man, like, you know, a gay hookup via the web was through you. And I talked to some guy who said he was Donna Summer's publicist. <laughs> Which I thought was like, oh, my God, really? Of course, I'm gullible. But I was like, really? Oh, my God. You know, I love celebrities and fame. I'm like, oh, my God. Can I, I- meet you? Yes. <laughs> we, never up, we never ended up meeting. But yeah, all, all, a lot of firsts uh, were, were born because of Kelly's ability to liberate those around her for sure. And um, one of the things that we also did um, is that we actually went to someone's house that you met online. And that was very that was very new to me because that just I mean, it's one thing to talk to these strangers online. But then to actually meet someone in person that you met on a in a chat room was just beyond. Do you remember doing that? Do, Do you remember going to see that person?
2: Um, I don't remember which one. Cause I met a lot of people. Ah, online.
0: It was some girl and she lived in a really nice subdivision and she lived and it was far. I think it was like an hour or so away. Oh like, yeah.
2: And we went to like a mall out there and stuff. Yeah. And she was like, a, she was young, like a year or two younger than me, maybe. Or she was at least tiny if she wasn't young.
0: Yeah. But just the thought of like, like what possessed you to go and meet people off the internet when it was so not, I mean, it's not so abnormal these days. But back then it was like very scary. So, what possessed you? Just no fear?
1: Pretty much. <laughs> well, in, in back, you, know, you in, did it ever cross your mind, like, what if this person's a 50 year old man and not a teenage girl? I mean, did it ever cross your mind at all? Or you just had, went what was the feeling?
2: You know, the thing is, I used to troll people all the time and <laughs> pretend to be people I wasn't, and no, I never really thought any of these people would be trolling me because <laughs> I was the troller. who would troll so, na- so
1: naive. I mean, sometimes the player gets played. <laughs>
0: and, and there's probably there's probably in the back of your mind an element of danger to it that what if? you know, and it's kind of like I mean, because where we lived and where we you know especially went to high school was so fucking boring. Like we had to entertain ourselves. So I imagine that there was like just a desire just for the thrill of the entertainment because God it is so boring.
2: Yeah. And I don't think I ever went alone the first time I met anyone online. I've met several people and it was always someone was with me. There was one girl that came to my house the first time I met her, but she wanted someone to go to Chicago with her. And I was like, well, I'm not doing anything this weekend. So she just came and picked me up and we went to Chicago together.
0: And what did you do? I met her. What did you
2: do there? Where
1: did you where did you go? We went
2: to a metal show at a VFW. What? It was not in Chicago. It was like outside of Chicago somewhere, but yeah.
1: Out in the suburbs. VFW places are always
0: Oh my god.
1: Dicey to begin with, but wow. A metal show to be. I hope you had
0: fun.
2: I did. It was awesome and she didn't murder me, so that was a plus.
0: Are you sure? Wow. Are you sure this isn't this isn't Kelly's ghost?
2: Oh, and we She's... stayed with other people from the internet, and uh, his kids were gone for. The, he was like a a single dad, and the kids were gone, so we I ended up sleeping in a toddler bed that night.
1: What? So did you you ever cross your mind like, what if these people lock me up and they never let me out again? Um, no, never crossed my mind. It it probably would <laughs> not. It probably would now, but it
2: probably didn't then. Right, right. Because now I'm, you know. And adult and cautious but back then i you know didn't care
0: you know what i think the fact that we did not have i mean the internet was a part of your life kelly but it wasn't a part of society that much that i think that's why we were more carefree or even like i said like where did i get the fucking guts to be out of the closet i feel like we were sheltered in a way that you know we didn't like have we weren't exposed to everything so maybe in a way that ignorance is bliss you know so it just lets us go. Hey, you know we're not we're not as cynical because we don't have all the information given to us about just how awful everything is and everyone is.
2: Right, it's totally different for the generation now.
0: Right, they they have no blinders. They see how awful it is.
2: Yeah, but kids. I mean, my kids are so accepting of everybody, and it's not something that I expected to see in my lifetime as a change. There's a my thirteen year old daughter has a trans girl in her gym class. And I asked wow. her before, and she she hates this trans girl. They do not get along. But I asked her before if any of the girls have problems with her being in the locker room, and Evelyn's like, "No, no one cares. She's a girl. Like, it's not like she takes her penis out, so we don't care." And even though Evelyn doesn't like the girl, she has absolutely no problem with her being in the locker room. And she said, "Not a single person in her school has ever complained about it."
1: So it's just, they just she probably just doesn't like her based. And they don't get along, not because right. she's trans. Not
0: because exactly.
2: She's trans. exactly. She says she doesn't like her because she wears high heels every day and is too pretentious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't like her because she's a whore, mommy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, pretty much.
0: <laughs> so you had sent me an article the other day, and I promised you that we would talk about this because I think this is like – this is really when our friendship really began to blossom is when I became a model for you. So you had shared a story with me about a teen, a 14 year old that is facing two years in jail because he desecrated a statue of Jesus. And um, it's like, he's standing in front of Jesus, like pretending that Jesus is giving him a blow job. But back in the day, many years ago in the nineties, we started to go to cemeteries to do photo shoots and what one thing that we did is desecrated every single thing that could be desecrated including you know me giving a blow job to Jesus or taking a nap on someone's gravestone or i mean you name it it was desecrated so you uh, were just
1: just being disrespectful but you weren't vandalizing that's the
0: difference no 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 vandalizing we it, it was really for me a chance to be a model because Kelly was a really good photographer and she took really great pictures. So I'm like, yeah. I have,
1: and I have some of those of you lying on someone's grave and I have one of you given, given the Lord, given the Lord your finest.
0: <laughs> and I, I didn't know at the time I'm better, Jesus. I'm much better now if at all these years of experience, you know, I'm much better at it. So, um, I kind of feel like I need a redo, but at the same time people these days are so sensitive that, you get canceled over every little thing. And I think that would cause like, it's, I mean, it's one thing to be a drag nun, but that's just, you know, that's beyond the pale apparently. Cause someone's facing two years <laughs> in prison. So what do you, what, what are your memories of our um, cemetery photo shoots, Kelly?
2: Well, the photo you posted the other day with you and that headstone. I remember when we were doing that one and I said, Hey, let's find the most phallic headstone we can. <laughs> And then you were stroking the headstone, and that's when that photo was taken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, this is why I'm having you here because you fill in all the the gaps. You fill in all the memories.
1: And I feel like if there were, had been an open church nearby, I think you guys definitely would have went in and got onto the altar. Oh, would've. I, I would have done it. <laughs> I used to try
2: to get into those little rooms that have the you know the dead people rooms. But they were always locked.
1: Oh the, ma- oh, the mausoleum. Yeah, you can't get in there. We tried every handle. Yes. You're going to get in a drawer. But what if you got in a drawer and it's shut and then you guys couldn't get it open? You'd have to find a cemetery worker to pull you out of a drawer before you get suffocated.
0: How fun. <laughs> <laughs> we were bored. Big Mal. Where was where was I during these? I know where, where you had Well, you had so many boyfriends. Like you were you were always busy with a man. So Kel, was, Kel, was, Kelly I was, and I, I were like, okay, let's go to the cemetery.
2: Like, yeah, we were always single. <laughs> I'm like bu- bu-
1: busy with a stupid boy or at dance class. Yeah, you had a life. <laughs> or or at work, I I got around. I I, and I still managed to have friends. But I I hope I was at dance class during all of this. Yeah, you were, not with. Any of the bozos I dated.
0: You had a life and we were just like, okay, let's go get, let's do some photographing. So we did many different cemeteries. And and the, the really, the thing I take away most about it is that before we did that, I don't know if I remember even telling you, Kelly, or if we talked, if I talked about it with you, but I was terrified of cemeteries. I was Ooh. terrified what, were of Were you them. scared
1: the dead were gonna come, come through the ground and grab you? No. You it,
0: it just was a very it just made me so uncomfortable because I had just so apparently unbeknownst to me, I there were just issues I had with death and grieving that I just didn't understand how to process those emotions. So it made me they made me so uncomfortable. So doing those photo shoots actually got me over my fear of cemeteries and I dare say at, at some point I, I definitely embraced it. Don't you think so, Kelly?
2: I had no idea that you were ever afraid of cemeteries. So, oh, yes, yeah. you definitely
0: embraced it. You did. So, you helped me over one of my many fears. Like, I, because definitely during this time when we all met and we're all hanging out, my level of fear was like a hundred in so many different ways. Like there were so many places I wouldn't go. Cause I'm like, I can't run into this person. Can't run into that person. Like, remember how, how, remember it was like, we couldn't go here. Can't go here. I mean, the fear was just out of this world. So, so in knowing both of you, like it helped me chip away at all of this, like these just paranoias I had.
1: You had paranoia about going to certain restaurants and you were worried about running into people. And I would say, well, we have a car. We can just drag away if something happens. Nothing is going to happen.
0: And for the most part, nothing did. But you know, there's a lot of fe- fear is just irrational, and it it will just fuck up fuck your whole life up. And it's there's nothing. It's yes. ba- it's, it's it's based crippling. on it's based on nothing exactly. It's crippling. So like even before I met you guys, I would barely even leave the house. Like that's how bad my fear was. Like I was that agoraphobic because of the trash that lived in this area. Um, and then I met you, and so it started, like, then it was like, you know, oh, now we're, there's cars, and we can drive places, mm-hmm. and and so that, like, I started getting better and better, but, yeah, it was absolutely knowing you both, especially Kelly, that got me over a lot of different fears and liberated me. You guys were my, helped me on my path to liberation, and now I've been liberating others for so many years, and, it, yeah, but it all started with um, Kelly's craziness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Unbridled fear, unbridled lack of fear.
0: Yeah, no fear at all. And 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 Kelly's also the person that got me going because like I didn't listen to goth music, and I did not like I never listened to The Cure. I never listened to like um, Lords of Acid. What was the other band that? Who does Disco Fleshpot? I can't believe I forgot their name.
1: Oh 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 oh! Thrill Kill Cult. There, Thrill Kill, Thrill Kill,
0: Kill Cult. Cult. You got me, Thrill Kill Cult. We started going to the Detroit goth clubs and insane like i that was not my world i was such a poser you know i was like a i was like a visitor i was like you know an observer like into this whole different world goth coffee shops like we we got it up in the 90s but it wasn't necessarily something that i would have gravitated to on my own but you uh you totally got me into it so what are some of your fun memories of us going to like the city club and going to like ascension ascension which i don't think either of them are there anymore they're
2: all gone. Right. Um, yeah, that was always crazy going to those places.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because it was so dangerous. Like we would have to like those, both those places had security guards that would accompany you from your car to the club. Uh, remember how they had those people that would, would escort you if you were too afraid to walk, but we would just run
2: Right. And back then, I mean, I was never afraid of anything. And I know when we went through that area of Detroit, they, you know, everyone's like, well, even if it's a red light, if you, as long as no one's coming, you can stop and go. And I've even done it in front of police officers because people would walk up to your car if you stopped. It, and it was you never got pulled over if you ran a red light. No, as, long as no one was coming, because the police officers knew that these people were walking up to your car, probably
1: the car kinda. jack you.
2: Yeah, either carjack you or sell you drugs. I'm not even sure. I would just go, but and then we're, we're, I, I would just walk into the club. I went, I went to City Club alone sometimes, and I don't know crazy. what the hell is wrong with me because I would not do that now. Were these clubs?
1: <laughs> weren't they by the the Cass Corridor? Yeah, yeah. Which is different now, but back then it was, you know, abandoned abandoned uh, gothic mansions and this section of Detroit near all the theaters changed a lot now, but back then I just remember running wherever we parked, we would just walk real fast.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, that's running because, you know, I mean, I just, it was definitely a very healthy sprint, you know, like a very, very power walk, a power walk. So, uh, yeah, I, I just, again, in re- same, same thing. Thinking back, I'm like, I would never, do that these days. Like, I would never go to an area of town that was that dangerous because, honey, no club or no concert is worth that to me. There's just no fucking way.
1: When you're bored and you got nothing else going on, you'll, you'll you'll go anywhere and you'll do anything.
2: Yeah, we were out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there was nothing around where we lived and nothing to do. So, I think that was just like something that we could get out of the country and do something exciting and a little scary. So,
0: I guess. And so we would go to the goth clubs in Detroit and then we would also go to the gay bars in Toledo because we didn't really go to any gay bars in Detroit or we went to one back streets. Yeah. Like one time though, but like, it wasn't like,
1: like we always went to Toledo.
0: Brett's was our place. Like that was like, that was my cheers. Like Brett's is always a place I went to. So I got Kelly going to the, to the gay bars and she got me going to the goth clubs
2: Yes, and I loved the gay bars. Those were so much fun. <laughs> so,
0: uh, Kelly, do you have any other, like, favorite memories of our times hanging out together? <laughs> you don't, do you? I don't,
2: know which, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about some of them.
1: Kelly, do you remember when I, I, I let you give me a goth makeover?
2: <laughs> I I always
1: wanted to look gothic, but I just, you know... I my the way I look naturally it just I don't translate well to just looking gothic. You're not pale. <laughs> Kelly, I'm not pale and my hair so Kelly straightened my hair out and she and she put like p- powder on my face to make me look more pale. And I thought I thought she made, made me look really good. But I I always wanted to look more goth but I was like oh, my my skin's too dark, my hair's too curly. It's just never going to work. I'll settle for a watered down goth look.
0: I have hey, to see these pictures. I have to see the pictures. You have to share them.
1: I don't know if I have them anywhere. Kelly because has them. This, we went out. We went out to the. We went out to the city club, and Kelly got me up. I don't left. know if
2: I ever took pictures of that. You might uh. not have
1: taken pictures, probably because it took so long to get my hair my hair done.
2: Yes, I mean, I used to. It used to take like the whole first period to fix your hair. Your
1: hair. <laughs> I had a lot more hair then.
2: Yes.
0: You can say whatever you want, Kelly. I can always edit it out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, okay, so today I'm actually wearing a Stevie Nicks shirt that I put on today because I was thinking of you. Oh, God. Uh, yeah,
0: so is you, you can, you can is ta- ta- like No, a, you can talk was about it this. It it like a
2: witch shirt? <laughs> it says Stevie Nicks is my fairy godmother. Oh
1: uh,
0: Yes, I... Yes. Um, we can't say anyone's names. We don't say names because I don't want to be sued for anything, even though no one probably would. I just – we don't we don't use names. So I will edit out all the names you've already said, trust and believe, because I'm not hearing it from anybody, any lawyers or – I've almost been sued twice. So I, I've learned my but lesson.
1: She can. You can keep on that. She had. She's wearing a Stevie Nicks T-shirt. Of
0: course. I'm just saying, like, as we discuss this, like, just don't use the name, but we can absolutely talk about the situation. And that was when you introduced me. You and Janelle both introduced me to a friend you guys had, who was. And I talked about this on a previous episode, and I said that we would probably talk about it when I had you on, (laughs) in more detail. But it was this hot guy who was a stripper. This gay guy who was a stripper that was just drop dead gorgeous. Yes.
2: Where did he strip
0: at? Yeah, Kelly, where did he strip at?
2: He stripped for women, though. I don't think he stripped for men. Did,
0: did even he strip hotter. at
2: Danny, Danny's in Canada? Um, I don't know if he... I don't think so, because he didn't live in Canada. And I think but he his... had to live there to work there.
0: Oh. oh. You... Even hotter. That makes it even hotter to me, for some reason. He was just... the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And he was perfect body who is ripping up something is that you kelly no one you, <laughs> not <are> you, me <laughs> oh i hear someone like crunching on something i'm like what the fuck
1: <laughs> i I, I, was, mel. I was taking out my 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 glasses
0: wipes uh, out of the
1: case. i just got new glasses on the way here
0: big mel you act like such an amateur i
1: i know i'm such i'm a boob
0: you're a boob i'm
1: thinking that you won't hear anything i'm doing
0: i hear everything damn anyway <laughs> So um, he was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. He was just perfect body, gorgeous, um, like Mediterranean skin, you know, like skin of caramel, just absolutely stunning. And he had a a live-in boyfriend, and they they lived in this man's parents' basement. And he had a shrine to Stevie Nicks, like, above his dresser. Like, he was obsessed with her. And so I also was obsessed with her. I mean, not quite as much as I'm obsessed with, like, Katie Lang or Kate Bush – but I definitely have a super huge love of Stevie Nicks, especially her first album, Belladonna. And it was just love at first sight. And the thing that was shocking about it was that even though he had a boyfriend, he was like really flirtatious with me. And it You t- did not care that he had a boyfriend. I didn't I give like, a
1: shit. And he's going to be my man. I'm going to get rid of this boyfriend.
0: Because he would tell me that they were break- going to break up. So he was lead, he yes. was he was leading me on and I'm just not someone to be led on cuz I'll fuck okay all right I'm going to take your word for it. And so I'm like okay now I'm this is a competition. Now I'm in a competition with his boyfriend. So I need to like, you know, I need to win. So, yeah, it developed I developed this enormous obsession with this person. So much so that he pretty much inspired almost every song off the first album I put out. That's why this came up cuz I was going track by track talking about my new album which is a celebration of the songs I wrote 20 years ago, and those are part of it. So I redid a lot of those songs from that first album that he inspired. So I had to to talk, I had to tell the story of how we met and how he led me on and broke my heart and I wasn't eating anything because I was just taking sinus pills that had like a speed in them. So I was a fucking disaster. I lost all this weight that month. Remember, I lost all that weight because I wasn't eating and i was just a fucking disaster he breaks my heart yeah. and then i was so broken hearted and fucking a disaster that kelly's like um let's go to the trade center and and I, and you can get a tattoo so we went to the trade center we went to the Gibraltar trade center and she she used to always wear this eye over raw like medallion and oh, they yeah. and they photocopied it and they traced it out and they put it and they that was my very first tattoo was kelly's necklace photo uh, Photocopied, but they put it on backwards because they didn't know, and I didn't know, and I was just like, "Do it, you know." It's fucking. I want a tattoo. I'm. This is like to. It was like a the therapy to get me over this uh, devastation. But that all happened. So Kelly, I still have a piece of you on me, my body, for the, my whole life. oh Do you remember that? Do you remember know. that trashy tattoo place? Yeah, uh, it's Trade Center. Yeah, you remember that? <laughs> tra-
2: yeah, Chinalga her uh, back tattooed
0: there. <laughs> is it a tramp stamp?
2: No, she's got a naked mermaid. Remember that remember style. It's, it goes across her whole back. It's I fake. remember
1: she got that. It was huge. What about, what happened to that guy? Do you know what happened to this, this, I this do. gentleman?
0: I do because Janelle has kept in contact with him and, and their friends oh. on Facebook. So he moved. Is to he Chicago. still, is he still with his Canadian boyfriend? No, he has moved to Chicago and he's married to somebody else. A man. But he's married oh. to somebody else, and he looks really happy. And that's why, like we, Aww. we, we, all of us reunited in Michigan. Like, was it two years ago or last year? Was it two years ago? Last year. Okay, kind of nope, feels one like one year. Feels like forever. So we had all of us, me, you, Kelly, and Janelle reunited in Michigan. And there was at some point where she brought this person up, and I didn't even hear the comment. And she was like, she really thought she upset me, so she took me outside. She's like, I'm so sorry for bringing him up. I don't want to upset you. And I'm thinking, I'm like, girl. I'm, I've had a partner for over 20 years, okay? I've been through so many men in these last 20 years. <laughs> like, trust me, I'm, I'm over it, honey, okay? I'm over all of those people. They're, they're nothing to me. They were literally, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, he is by far not the hottest person I've, I've hooked up with over the years, okay? So trust me, No. I'm over it. You didn't, it didn't bother me at all. It didn't hurt my feelings. I, didn't even, I don't even care. I was just really happy to see what happened because in my mind, he was still in that basement and still with that guy. <laughs> so I just felt good to, like, to see how he's moved on and go, oh, look at him. He's living in Chicago. Good for him. I'm happy that he's happy and blah, 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 blah. So yeah. I mean, I finally found a man that actually wanted to stay around me and not just lead me on or hook up with me and get rid of me. So I'm good. I can't believe he's still with me. It's a miracle. (laughs) It's lasted 20 years.
1: It is a miracle. It's incredible.
0: I think he's just too stubborn to leave me. I think it's just a stubbornness because...
1: He's he's not a quitter. He likes to get fired. He doesn't quit.
0: Yeah, just, you know. So, yes. Stevie Nicks, that hot, hot man. And then I find out that... He's basically the tramp of the town. Like, (laughs) he hooked. He's a town bicycle. I was one of many people he was leading on. And it turns out that he was leading someone else on that I know. Like, that, uh, because there's so many, there's so few gays in this this area. I actually, someone that I knew that was a friend with another friend of mine that I hung out with years ago. And he lost, he was (gasps) fat. He was fat. And he, like, he tried to hook up with me once, I think. And I'm like, ugh, no. (laughs) Was his name Jeremy? No, his name was, uh. Oh God! What was his name? I just Joseph, and he uh, lost all this weight and became hot. And so he was like fucking all these hot guys that I could just only dream of. And I'm like, damn. Uh, but that was one of them. Was this guy? He fucked him, and and, and while he was still dating that guy, so it was like I'm, I was just like one of many. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I thought I was the only other woman, but there were oh, many. That,
1: that that and that Canadian was just like his wife at home. Yeah, she, she, he worked at the laundromat. Folding clothes while his while his man was out running loose in the town.
0: And then that man, you know, put two and two together. I think because I opened my mouth and told someone and they got, it got back to him because again, yeah, boy, it did. small town, only so many gays. The gay gossip goes very quick and he wanted to fight me. And so, uh, and confront me about this. That's when I brought you big Mel over to this and man's he, house.
1: He, and he, he threatened to fucking slap me or something.
0: Yeah, that was not wise.
1: <laughs> and I think I threatened him back. I was like, You're gonna fucking hit me.
0: Yeah, but uh, punk, the good, the good, punk, 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 The good thing is, I'm glad that all happened, because it inspired some of my absolute best work, creatively. So I have some really amazing songs that I wrote that have, the, that have stood the test of time, and it was all because Kelly made the wild decision to introduce me to this man. Cause you were going to introduce me to him before he got this man, like while he was still single, but it never happened. Remember?
2: Yeah. Cause me and Janelle were talking about it. And then by the time we actually were able to introduce you to him, he had that Canadian boyfriend.
0: But you know what? If you had probably, int- if you had introduced me when he was single and let's say we did get together and I did fall in love with him. And let's say I was the one living in the basement. Cause I would have lived in that basement. Oh, I would have lived oh, there. You
2: would have been devastated. Exactly. With the player. Right.
0: Imagine
1: be, it's like, imagine like being in a basement or a trailer with someone who's che- cheating on you. And like, you don't even live in this country, even though it's so close by, you're kind of
0: powerless. Of course. And like, he really couldn't have a job that was like above the table. So he had to like work under the table and he had to like, you know, he couldn't really, it was an awful, I'm sure an awful experience, an awful existence for him. But at the same time, I didn't care because I'm, I wanted his man. But I could have been him. I could have been Hussy. the one that was just getting cheated on left and right. And I, it would have killed me. So it was much better that it went the way that it did. That's why, that's why everything yes. worked out the way it did. Because let's say I would have gotten with him. You know I probably would have just put up with him cheating on me. And let, and just, you I, would have put I, up with it. I would have been the one beating people's asses. Because I'm like, I'm not letting go of this hot one. He's the first guy to have any interest in me. So I would have been miserable. I probably never would have moved. I probably would have stuck on and stayed there and, you know, and like, that's my destiny. I'm going to stay here in this basement, you know? So that would would have held me back from eventually having the desire to get the fuck out of Michigan and go to school, which is where I met my partner. And we're together 20 years and we've lived all over the country and had so many amazing experiences. And I've had such a good life that you actually helped me have a good life by being lazy about hooking your friend up who is so desperate
2: That's right. <laughs> well, i'm glad it worked out better that way
0: yeah thanks a lot because i was salty at you first know? i'm like what the? why didn't you introduce me to him before you bitches like oh how could you
1: and you know what one one needs more from life than love surrounding a stevie nicks altar
0: <laughs> it's true no matter what <laughs>
1: happened you'd have a stevie nicks altar <laughs> Either you, you make love in front of it. You cry in front of it. You fight in front of it. But you know what? Stevie, Stevie Nicks isn't, isn't powerful enough to let someone sustain such a bad life.
0: You're absolutely right. And on that note, I must say it has been so wonderful gabbing with you all today. Like I'm so happy that again, big Mel that you're back for your God knows how manyth episode I have to count them up. And Kelly, the fact that you were here, how wonderful. Thank you for strolling down memory lane with me. Did you have a good time on Joy Bomb today, Kelly?
2: I did. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Was it, yes. le- was it less painful than you thought?
2: Yes, it was. I-, I, feel, <laughs> it was I feel like
1: the world needs to know more about Kelly. Gothic Kelly is a treasure.
0: I'm, I think I think She's I might. She's
1: a diamond in the rough. And I, no one knows her.
0: Well, I think we might have to have you back if you would if you would be interested in in returning, Kelly. I would absolutely have you back so that my audience can get to know you because you are definitely, of all my friends, one of the kookiest. And I have a lot of kooky ass friends, but you're definitely tops. <laughs> Subscribe to Rogue Nun Productions so you don't miss an episode of Joy Bomb, Blazed All Our Lives, and Welcome to Misty River. Tell a friend while you're at it. Oh, and and don't forget to pick up my new album, I Tried to Escape the Past in My Teeth, produced by the brilliant Daniel Cox. It's available on all digital platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and even Apple Music. Thank you for supporting independent queer art. You're pretty fucking cool.